Tanya for the 13th of Elul, but first the story. Rabbi Lazar of Amsterdam. He was born in the mid, in the 1650s, and he was the rabbi of Amsterdam, a very important a rabbi, a very important a Jewish leader. And in his very uh, um, advanced age, some, somewhere around in his 80s or so, he decided to make his way to Eretz and to travel. And along the journey he was in on the ship, he, it was over Rosh Hashanah. And uh, in the night of Rosh Hashanah, um, the, the ship was slammed with a massive storm, by a massive storm. And the ship was hit. It started leaking water. The people in the ship were trying to get rid of the water. There were two Jewish people that were traveling together with him. And they came to the elderly rabbi and they told him, you know, it's not looking good at all. It's, it's, it's a matter of time. The storm was still very strong. And they said, you know, it's a matter of time until the ship sinks. And the rabbi was completely calm the whole way through. He didn't seem disturbed in the slightest. It was the night of Rosh Hashanah. And he told them, he said, if it's really serious, in that case, prepare yourself first thing in the morning and we'll blow the shofar. So that's exactly what they did. First thing in the morning, as soon as the sun broke, they came to, they came to the elderly Rebbe he blew the shofar, and as soon as he started blowing the shofar, the wind calmed down, and the, the storm was over, just like that. And many years later, he heard of the story, and he said, don't think that Rebbe was blowing the shofar in order to act as a segur, to get rid of the, the storm. You know, he, he knew that the, the, the shofar was very powerful, and that's what also get rid of the storm. It wasn't like that at all. He knew that he was going to die. And he said, well, if I'm going to die, at least I should blow the shofar Rosh Hashanah. I get, grab that one last mitzvah. So the first thing in the morning, he wanted to blow the shofar in order to grab that one last mitzvah. But the zechus of his shofar, that's what ended up saving his life and then ended up getting rid of the storm. The Tanya is dealing with the power of Eitzchol. That's really the focus of, of the letter, and the letter is it's being pivoted by the Alter to explain why it's so important to not only continue giving donations to Eitzchol, but continue building upon those donations and enable each contribution to be larger than the one before. And the Alter explains it by way of the power of the connection of Eitzchol and time. Eitzchol is very connected to God's creation of time, like all things. And time is a creation, and the connection between time, Hashem's creation of time, and Eretz Yisrael, they overlap each other, and Chachma as well. And by way, an extension of that, when a person um, wants to give donations, he should give donations not in a way that time dwindles, but as time amplifies and grows, and therefore a person's donation the first year should be not in par or Chassam less than the earlier year, but it needs to be greater. That's the general, the general over overlook of what the, the letter is doing. We're gonna we'll, we'll start off with Every single year, new light comes to Eretzishol, to the higher Eretzishol, the lower Eretzishol, and this level of light that comes down to the to the world of the the, the land of Eretzishol isn't like the earlier years. Not that it's just it's a, a new package of energy. No, it's the previous year got a certain packet of energy to Eretz Yisrael, let's call it, down here. And that package of energy is extremely high, far greater than anything else in this world, the other world, the locations in this world, a special 
time-oriented package. And the next the next year, an even stronger light comes down. And the next year, even a stronger light, etc. Every single year, on the night of Rosh Hashanah, the energy of that year goes away. It's a new year now. So the energy entirely goes away. In fact, we say the moon is covered in Rosh Hashanah. That's a very interesting uh, thing. The Rosh Hashanah is such a, is a star of the year. The Jewish people represent the moon. And that's when the moon is, on the first of the month, the moon is zero. The moon is, uh, nothing is covered. The Achakach, and after that, after the moon has its, Malthus has its, you know, um, hiddenness, and it's no longer being shown. But the next day, when we blow the shofar on the next morning of Rosh, the first morning of Rosh Hashanah, what happens is we draw down the new light for the for upcoming year. Incidentally, that's why for many people, especially by Chabad, the first night of Rosh Hashanah is a very serious time because it's this the energy of Hashem is of the previous year is gone. The following year hasn't yet started. It's almost like borrowed energy, and therefore you want to be as 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 serious and as 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 reflective as possible during that time. What happens is in the next the next year. The, the, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, not the night, after the night's over, we then blow the shofar, drawing down Chachma energy, which is connected to Hashem's infinite energy, and that draws down that energy, which comes into Eretz Yisrael, and gives not only just a fresh burst of energy that was missing for the past, you know, 12 hours of scholars, but the energy from the previous year, it uh, pales in comparison to the new energy of the upcoming year that's now being drawn down. So every single year, the successive energy that comes down into the world is far greater than what was there the previous year. And that energy was far greater than the year before that, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the energy, this light that comes every in a yearly package, in every year in a, in, a, in a more emboldened way, let's call it, this is coming from Chachma Batzilis. And the Atomina now brings Kabbalistic idea, which basically talks about in order for in order for greater life, for this Chachma energy to come down, it needs to have like a like a, a, a slumber first. It's in the slumber where the where the um, where the energy leaves, then a greater energy is able to come. And the and the Atom is um, 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 quoting a Zayha which talks about the Adamarishan, that in order for Chava to be born, Adamarishan had to put Adamarishan to sleep. So you kind of see the, the energy is going away. Adamarishan sleeps. When a person sleeps, their moichin, their intelligence leaves them. They're just like a, an, an animal. They don't have that special human intelligence being activated. And then Hashem put a higher burst of, of moichin, of, of intelligence by way of the sleep. Same thing with Rosh Hashanah. When, when Rosh Hashanah, the night of Rosh Hashanah, the energy, the this special energy of Hashem leaves and enables an even greater energy to then come. And so every single every single day we have this in a micro level sense. Every single day during davening, we're able to draw down this moichin, this chachma energy. And every single day you're able to draw down an even more sublime, even more powerful level of 
of Moichin of Hashem's intelligence into into a person. When they are come up with Rosh Hashanah, Veshis Al Veshnin came who bechayr Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah. So that's on a micro level. On a macro level, however, in the six thousand years of the world being created, so it's a reference to Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, which talks about the world being around for six thousand years. The on a macro level, every Rosh Hashanah, a package of energy comes down. It then leaves on the night of Rosh Hashanah. And then the following day, by the blowing of the kiss, we draw it down an even higher level than there was there the previous year. Now we're turning to the questions we had in the, in the previous day. We said, it should say, Hashem's eyes are always on Eretz Yisrael. Why did it say, Hashem's eyes are on Eretz Yisrael from the beginning of the year to the end of the year? It's a very, very strange phraseology. To say it's always. The beginning of the year to the end of the year means always. Now we get it. Wait a second. No, the energy Hashem sends to to Israel, it's not on an always basis. It's being given in a package of a year worth. And at the end of the year, a new energy comes. And therefore, when we say Hashem's eyes are always there, we're talking about no, in in the yearly increments. That's how it works. Shehenayim, and it talks about Hashem's eyes are always on. Why eyes? Because Ainaim, eyes represent, according to Kabbalah, eyes, which is saying the eyes of Hashem on Eretz Yisrael, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, eyes represent Chachma. In fact, the wise people are called, the Chacham, Tamid Chacham, they're called the eyes of the congregation. Or we say, for example, the the, the air of Eretz Yisrael, the, the oxygen of Eretz Yisrael makes a person wise. Eretz Yisrael and eyes all represent Chachma, and this is the energy Hashem is giving on a yearly basis. Every single year, Hashem re- gives the Chachma level of Atzilus down into the world of Eretz Yisrael in a yearly package increment that gets recharged and re- reinvigorated in a whole new level every single day on Rosh Hashanah of the year. So even though this energy is continual, so like we explained outside, this energy, though it's continual, it always gets refreshed and recharged and reinvigorated with more power on a yearly cycle basis on Rosh Hashanah. And that's what it says, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, that answers the question. And now another detail. If you look at the Pasuk, it says, um, It says, But Rosh is supposed to be spelled with an Aleph, but in the, this case, this Pasuk is missing the letter Aleph and the word Rosh. And the question is, why? And the Altima says, this is easy. Now we get it. So why is the Aleph missing? The Aleph is a representation of, of light, of earth. And the Torah, the Apostle is trying to teach us, Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to teach us, this energy that comes, Hashem's watching Israel from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, you need to remember there's a time when it goes away, and then it comes back even greater, and then it goes away on Rosh Hashanah, and, Rosh Hashanah, and comes back even greater. The Aleph represents the, the leaving of the earth. That's why the Aleph is missing, because it's a reminder to us, this the energy keeps on coming, but it's also good news. It's not bad news, it's good news. It means that when it comes back, it comes back even more powerful. And this is based the 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 dependency of this coming back of the energy and the the flow and the power that we draw down of Chachma into Eretz Yisrael depends on our own actions during the What are we saying? In summary, the Tanya is telling us. Now, Tzavi doesn't finish off his. He's not um, tying the, the loose ends of of what we're trying to say in the guys of Sulaka, But in the guys of Sulaka, he's saying that like this. Eretz Yisrael's energy is one that fluctuates on a yearly basis. People would give contributions to the Alter Rebbe 
to, to give to Israel on, on their behalf, and they would give it on a yearly basis. He would ask them every year. And he noticed that people's, people's contributions were dwindling, and they kept on giving less and less or not giving it all. And the author said, you don't get it. Eretz Yisrael gets his energy on a yearly cycle, and every single year is more. You need to definitely be giving on a yearly cycle as well, and you definitely need to be increasing your contributions to Eretz Yisrael and helping the poor people that are literally dying there and not decreasing or not giving at all. Make sure you give yearly and keep on making your amounts get larger and larger as the years go on. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya.